Hi, I'm Ricky Fort and welcome to the Real Estate 101 podcast. Join me as I lift the lid on the real estate industry and share some great stories from behind the scenes. Like and subscribe and enjoy this episode. So welcome guys, uh, Geelong Real Estate Co, Ricky Fort here with the podcast Real Estate 101. I've got a very special guest today, an ex-client of mine, ex, I suppose you're always a client, but Dale, Dale P, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mate, I've given you absolutely no prep work whatsoever because I just wanted to keep it authentic and on the fly um, and just talk a bit of nonsense really, but um, I know that's our forte, so we, yep, we should 100%. be fine. Mate, talk to us about how we met, so... Yeah. Um, I met you through when I bought my third investment property Yep. at that time. That was before you started which, doing your own thing. Which one was that? The one in Bluegum Court. Yep, Bluegum Court in Cryo. So um, tell tell people a bit about your background. So like, where did you go to school? Like, How old you are? That sort of jazz. Um, currently 28. Um, went to Norlane High School back in the day before it all got... Bulldozed. I heard a, they took it down because of you. They're like, this place is cursed. Just a clear Knocked paddock shit now. Yep. To the ground. Yep. They got sick of me there. They're like, nah, no more. Yep. We can't do this to ourselves again. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Norlane High. Yeah, straight out of there. They yep. bas- basically told me you couldn't fail in school. So, I was like, all right, well, this isn't going to go down <laughs> well. So, as um, soon as I could, jumped out of there, got into an apprenticeship. Uh, doing what? Welding. Yep. So, at the time, I just wanted to get out of school. For some reason, I always wanted to be a plumber. Didn't go anywhere near it. Yeah. So I started doing the welding apprenticeship. Um, got almost finished that and started driving diggers and playing around in bobcats. So you didn't finish yeah, that first? I did, yeah. Oh, that's all right. I was going to say, started mum would have killed you going all the way and yeah, jumping out at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, started doing both and I was like, oh, I really don't want to finish this. And yeah. she's just like, just get it done. Are you like, glad you just, finished it? Yeah, I am, yeah. yeah. Even if good. you're never going to use it, I just think it's that, yeah, it's a discipline thing. Yeah, it's always good to have something back to fall on and when you're so close to finishing something, you just got to see it through even though your heart might be a bit different. Yeah, into something else. Yeah, you put so much time and effort into something, you may as well just finish off that last bit. And Yep, so welding and then into this, then what? Yeah, and then just straight back into earth moving, which I sort of found a love and passion for. Yeah. You sort of go around getting burnt every day, welding and doing shit jobs, and you're sitting in a digger with the air con on or the heater going, you're like, yeah, this is all right. This isn't too bad. And it's kind of like a big kid toy thing, like playing with the Tonkas and digging in the sandpit, and yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of a big kid's dream. Yeah. You play around in the sandpit long enough and then sooner it, or later you, you pay Is it your, your gear or you can wreck someone else's stuff? Uh, I wreck someone else's stuff, That's yeah. Good. You got a shout out to the boss or what? Uh, um, so, mate, tell us about your property journey. So, one thing, the reason why I wanted you to come on the story that, you know, the, the show's um, <clears throat> all about, yeah, just people that have done different things in real estate, like done well, haven't done well, yours, yours by the way. You have done well, so that's good news. There's no, I'm not going to throw you under the bus in it. Um, but yeah, I kind of tell people about your background. Like, did you come from a family of like real estate investors? Do you come from like a affluent family? Do you come from like what's uh, what's your deal? Not particularly. We sort of come from a family that sort of finances was never something that really talked about as much. Sort of as soon as you get out of school and whatnot, it was just sort of get a job, everyday life. Yeah, things go on. Oh, what's on for the weekend? That type of thing, day to day. Yes, you might have to spend a bit of money on your car. There was never really too much thought about moving and moving ahead in those further years. And it was sort of only as I sort of stepped away from my friends group at the time that were a bit younger and sort of started hanging out with a 
um, some people a couple of years older. Where, where do those people come from? Uh, mainly my cousin, a few of his mates, and yep. that was sort of the two-year gap type of thing. And, I was and you found like, that two years was enough that they were talking about different stuff? Yeah, it wasn't just about yeah. going to the pub, it wasn't yeah. just about... Yeah. yeah, that was sort of setting up, you know, they were talking about business-wise and stuff like that, and I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, cool, this yeah. is a bit different than what I'm used to. Yeah. And then sort of something just, you know, got ingrained that I was like, all right, cool, well, sooner or later I'm going to have to be in... That yep. sort of picture and just sort of start setting up sooner or later. I think we um I spoke about on another episode. Um, you are the five people that you hang around, and um, when it's going well, you you're around. Start the other way. When it's not going well, you hang around with dickheads. Yeah. Um, and you're just drinking and you you know doing stuff that young twenty year olds do. <clears throat> like I was the same. Bought my first house at uh, I think it was twenty. Um, second investment property at twenty two. Um, twenty five. So on and so on. But um. It wasn't till yeah, I was the same. Like I just something small changed. I just hung out with one or two different people and then my group started to change and the conversation started to change and people were talking about reading books. Like in my group of friends that I grew up with in Ballarat, if you mentioned reading a book, you'd get bashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it just wasn't the done thing. People just didn't didn't talk about it. So yeah, tell us more about like the conversations that y- your mates and your cousins and stuff were having and, and like did, did any of those guys have Investment properties and any of those um, Not at the time, but they were sort of at that stage where they were looking to buy, you know, they were starting to earn good money and then they were starting about, oh, what can I buy, whether it be cars or something yep. along those lines. And Do you life. think, like, a big part of your story or, or, or guys like your story is potentially that you've just earned, like, your earning capacity is really big? Because <clears throat> there's um, obviously multiple ways to skin a cat. One's obviously to earn shitloads and you don't yeah. have to be that great with money. Or two, you know, like Lockie and stuff, you save every cent. Um, and, and you make it that way. There's obviously different ways of skinny cat, but I guess kind of how did it start for you? Um, at the time, I can't say I've ever really been on huge money apart from sort of where I am now, which is sort of EBA on the rail. That's probably been the biggest. And if, if it's not weird, and we can edit it out. What sort of like uh, – it's this, a finance podcast. This year I'll probably be 150K, Yep, which isn't too bad. What are they saying? I think they're saying the average is like 100 um, around a hundred thousand, so yeah, yeah, like it's you know it's great money, but it's not yeah astronomical. I think, I think when I bought my first one, I think I was on seventy five a year. Yep, and I sort of just every year just sort of going up that ten fifteen, you know, not massive jumps, but just enough to be able to sort of move forward. Yep. And so, how old were you when you bought your first? Like twenty two. Yep, my younger brother, he's the one that sort of started it all. Yeah, he um he went straight into Earth Movement straight after he finished school. Yep. So he was always on that bit better money. Is there is sorry to jump in? Is there a qualification for that? No, no. So if anyone's looking for a job in Earthworks, yeah, tells your man that's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he he started it. Tell us yeah, about he next. started it, and then eventually he was able to build up a deposit way before me because I was still on apprentice wage. Yeah. So then, deposit back then, so like a ten or. Did you have think, lenders mortgage insurance or? I think at that time, I think he had 26 or 27 grand, just, just enough yeah. just to scrape through. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. And so right. what are you buying at that at that price point? Is it, That's a 10% deposit for a 20, uh, 260K yeah, yeah. property? Yeah, yep. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, and then at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm almost finished my apprenticeship. So how old did you say again? Sorry, you were? 22. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that sort of led me to... All right, cool. I finished my apprenticeship. Now it's time for me to save. Yep. So then all of a sudden, did you feel like your lifestyle changed much? Because I guess I always try and think about who's going to listen to this episode and who it's relevant to, right? And there's different there's different audiences for even just this one podcast, right? And I think the people that will probably get the most out of it are those guys that are like in their young twenties who probably are spending a lot of their money on drinking. 
yeah. and girls and partying and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. So tell 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 us about like what it takes to you know change your attitude, change your mind, and focus. Um, I'm sure you still went on, mate. I follow you yeah. on social media. I yeah. know you still don't mind a, a party, but um, tell us about like yeah that lifestyle change to pull your finger out and have a crack. Yeah, obviously there is a fair bit that you got to sort of give up at one stage. I went back welding on weekends just because I needed that extra that, money. That second job to... is a big theme and I know people are talking about it now, but yeah, so you didn't mind or you knew that's what it took? Yeah, that's what it took. <clears throat> like at that stage I was like, oh, it's only a Sunday, so Saturday nights I was still out for a little bit. I just wouldn't be out all night like I usually would. Yeah. And then sooner or later you start doing that and you sort of look at your bank account and it starts to like sort of... It's a self-fulfilling starts, thing, right? You get G'd up, up and you're like... Yeah, oh, this and is you're exciting. like, all right. We're going to make shit happen. Yep. And then when the first purchase come through. Yeah. Tell us about that day. So what was the first sort of property you bought? Uh, the first one was a house in Cry in Rosebark Estate. Yep. Um, Have you still got it? I do, yes. Yep. I wasn't even going to go look at it. Didn't yep. even know where it was. So how did it come about? I pulled up to a property in Cry 20 minutes early for the open house and I thought, oh, I better just jump on realestate.com and have a look and found this one at Rose Park. Oh, it's open now. Yeah. Went across there, went and had a look at it and put an offer in it on it the next I lo- morning. I love that. I've um, <laughs> It's probably a bit of a weird trait, but I've bought the first house I've looked at three times, so I'm the same. I think like um, you and I are probably similar that you've done the research like in your head. Right, you've done the planning, you've done so like the specific house and what colours the carpet and that doesn't really no one yeah. gives a shit, right? It's just about does it, does the finances make sense? Is is this where I want to be? Is this where I'm gonna put my money long term? Yeah. Um tell us about your strategy. So do you sell or do you just hold? Um <clears throat> at the time I sort of wasn't really sure on the strategy that I wanted to work around. You just want to get started. I just wanted to get started and just sort of see how I'd go with trying to accumulate properties. Like yep. I understood over time, you talk to older people, they're like, oh, it constantly gets harder. Yeah. You're like, right, well. And, and we'll chat to that in a sec because I know you, you said you got some challenges now. Like as a portfolio gets bigger, borrowings, and yep. that's the same for everyone. Like, it's getting harder. But yeah, sorry, keep going. And then, yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. Well, if I can just get the first couple just to build that decent yeah, and then I can build on top of that. So, yeah, yeah, the first one come about, got that one, and then I sort of thought, all right, well, let's knuckle down. I'm still working the two jobs. Yeah. All right, what can I do? And then I went back to the mortgage broker and they're like, you don't earn enough. And yeah. I was like, all right. Do you have – have you stuck with – Someone from a mortgage uh, broker? I've swapped over a couple of times, yeah. <coughs> it was just one of those things that you just sort of use one, all right, your buying capacity's done, they don't really look too hard into it the next time. Yeah. So with the second one, I ended up jumping back into welding, doing that full just time. Just to boost your income? Yeah, yep. just because I knew that the difference between that and earth moving at the time, there was a bit of a difference. So went and done that and sort of sacrificed the job that I loved at the time just to sort of... You know, be able to move forward and put myself six, 12 months ahead. Yeah. And build up another deposit. So, how old were you when you got the second one? Uh, I was two years later, so 24. Yep. So, what are your, so your, your parents, are they investors? No. Yeah. What do they, they think you're a madman or they uh, think you're a wizard? What's they, going on? They just look at me funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, was, is your brother an investor as well? My younger brother is, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, the, nice. he's the one that started it all. So yeah. yeah. When nice. he bought his first one and I bought mine. He was talking about his second one, so I was yeah. like, all right. I'll it's so funny. I spoke about in the other episode as well about, 
yeah, there's different things that motivate you. And, um, you know, whether you come from a background of people that are doing it, you see it around you, it's just like monkey see, monkey do, or um, like in this case with your brother, it sounds like it's fucking just competitive. Yeah. Well, you just didn't want to be outdone. Yeah. It's just sort of what it felt like. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to use this, even though if it might it. not be, I'm just like, oh, it's yep. going to keep me going. Yeah. To the point of, yeah, that's what I, I wanted think to do. A good story about that, too, is that <clears throat> you. Um, we're hitting roadblocks along the way. Like everyone might look at you and think that, oh, you know, he's just making massive money. It's been easy for him. But the fact that you've, you know, you took up a second job or you gave up your preferred job to go back to the one that paid more money or you um, you got knocked back from a banker and you th- thought, you know, fuck this and went somewhere else and, and yeah. you know, it's just not given up at the first thing because if, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't have been anywhere near as successful yeah. if you just gave up at the first that, thing. That's the thing. That's the way, that's the way you've got to look at it and have that mentality of, all right, what can I change? Yeah. Do I have to sacrifice something to be able to move ahead? Can I change jobs? Can I go do something else? And yeah. it's just, yeah, once you start thinking in that what about sort of way, do you Do you rent your own home or you? Uh, yeah, I moved back home a couple <coughs> of years ago to be able to yeah. pull out a lot of money to be able to do what do I want to do. Yeah. So, so again, that's another story of like you know giving up you know your your own space and and going back home because it means you can buy the next one or whatever. So the third property, how is it? That when we met, yeah, yeah. Yep. So tell me about that. How old were you when you bought that? Twenty-five. You have to take your shoes off. You want to keep counting? Count these shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. so yeah, right. Only twelve months after the one before that. Yeah. And that was a funny story. The one that you sold it to me. Um, I was welding at the time again. I was on a short-term contract. So I knew my three months of casual was coming up. And I was like, all right, I better get in and start talking. As in because when that's over, I can't borrow again for a while? Cause yeah, the banks I just knew you. it was going to be a short-term <coughs> contract. Yep. I knew that there was a chance that I might have stayed on, but with Not the budget coming on, yeah. So I think it was, yeah, 10 weeks and I was already chatting to the banks. All right, cool. I got two weeks. Was to he go. like, "You're a lunatic"? How, how much money can I get out of you? And yeah. the lady's like, "Oh, you still got two weeks to go." And I was yeah. like, "I oh, know, I'm yeah. ready. I've got yeah. ready to deposit here. We can." Yep. Use so same that. thing. You just worked hard, saved a deposit, yep. use that. Worked hard, saved yep. a deposit, use that. What about refinancing? You done had to do not not to get a better rate or whatever, but to pull equity out of something and buy something else. Or is yours just been the old school way: save a deposit, buy a house? Uh, was save a deposit. Um, I had to cross collateralize a couple lines early on. Yep. To be able to get the third one, which I knew now is a bit of a mistake, but at that time... Tell, tell people about that because I want this to actually help. It's twofold. I want to inspire people that you can do it um, and that you don't need a massive income or you don't need to come from an affluent family or whatever. So part of it's like motivation, but the other part's technical. So tell people about what you, you regret or what didn't go well. I think more so when I cross-collateralised the three properties... I knew for a long time that I wouldn't be able to pull out equity of any of them. So, yeah, when the bank secures all properties against each other, it does make it hard to take money out and, you know, move to other banks to be able to borrow more money, yeah. which is their way of locking you in and keeping yeah. keeping your business type of thing. So yeah. um, it was only sort of sooner or later that I found that out and yeah. had to, you know, try and get a, overcome a few roadblocks, but... Yeah, we managed that in the end. I ended up going through a mortgage broker in Sydney to be able to do it. Yeah, just referral or uh, yeah, just a referral. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, he ended up working out a few different ways and um, yeah. got all three of them unlocked. Yeah, so all on separate loans. They weren't. How locked. recently is this? Uh, that was back well, four years ago now. Yep. So it was sort of just before COVID. Yep. 
And then all of a sudden the interest rates started coming down and I sort of looked at it. I'm like, all right, cool. I wanted my acre block. wanted to build my dream house. How's this for yourself to live? This is what, yeah, for me to live. And I was like, cool, I'll have a few investment properties that will help pay it off. And at that stage, Bannockburn, they sold out of what their acreage was. There was nothing that really sort of I felt was going to be good enough for me. And I was like, oh... The bank's going to let me lend me money. What should I do? Yeah. And I sort of sat on it for a while, and I was like, all right, it's time to start looking interstate and see what I can do. Oh, that's right, because you bought outside of Victoria yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, how did that come about? Did you listen to a podcast? Did you watch, read a book? Like, um, I just sort of, yeah, just sort of a few podcasts. Where did, where did you buy? Uh, Sunshine Coast, Mountain Creek. So yep. I always enjoyed Mooloolabar and up that way in the yep. fancier part of the areas and I thought, oh, if I can't afford the most fanciest, I'll go to the second best and yep. sooner or later they'll soon to grow. And how, how did you – I know the way you operate, mate. You're a fly-by-seat-of-your-pants guy. Um, I think you looked at that house I sold you once and you just made a decision in the driveway. But tell tell people about the situation and buy – because that's a whole different skill set, having either the confidence or the due diligence or whatever you call it to buy when you're not local. Like yep. that's a whole set of different – Skills and yeah, it's definitely something I didn't see myself doing, but yeah. I thought, you know what, there's always risks, yeah, and I'm willing to take a few. I was yeah. always oh, a bit younger, so I was like, oh, well, yeah, things go backwards. Well, I've got time to figure it I out, I got time to figure it out, and yeah. yeah, make my way back. But I reckon that's a big part of your story. Um, is this you got big balls and you're willing to have a crack, yeah, um, and if it doesn't work out, um. Because thinking back now, like with, you know, just the, the couple that you've got, um, you know, all close to each other, did you ever, did it go through your mind maybe to diversify and try and buy the stuff? Like, you know, everyone was going through that thing of, and I'm, some of your ones have, have definitely got that, but ones of the big backyard, cut the backyard off or buy a corner block or, you know, if you had a diversify mindset or are you just like, fuck, buy what I'm good at, stick to what I know? Um, if I knew what I knew now, it'd be a yeah. What would you do different? Different story. What would you do? Different? But obviously, you know, when you had that borrowing capacity of you know, say four fifty amount, you've only borrowed three fifty. You're sort of looking at those five hundred square blocks. I probably would have went to push those seven hundreds just to be able to hold Love that. long term. Hundred percent. But at the time, <clears throat> I think my my dad probably put that mindset into me, whether it's right or wrong. But he said to me, you know, um. Live within your means. Borrow what you can. I remember there was a house for sale. <laughs> I don't want to die here in this story, but um, there was a house for sale in Austin Street in Newtown when I first moved to Geelong. I was like 19 or whatever in 2003 or 2004. And um, the house was uh, 425, no, four, yeah, 425,000 in um, Austin Street, Newtown, like premium, right? Yeah. Probably the fourth best street off Paco. Um, could have bought it for 425. Um, I didn't take my dad through it, but he, he saw it. And then there was a house for Le- in Leopold that I could have bought, ex, ex- commission house. Um, there was like a carton a day smoker. It was – anyway, that was two twenty two, <clears throat> And my dad's like, mate, it's a no-brainer. Just buy what you can afford, pay it off, buy the next one or whatever. And there's no right or wrong, right? But yeah. it kind of is at the same time because if I bought that house now it's, and it kills me because I didn't appraise on it a couple of years ago and it was worth like 1.2 and I haven't yeah. touched it. That same house in Leopold I bought for 222 is probably worth 422, you know what I mean? Like yeah. massive kicking the balls. But it just comes down to – so I love that mindset of, um, you know, you've, you've still done well but you could have done better and it's that's a good lesson to pass on to a friend or whatever or anyone that's listening in the podcast like um, – you know, being conservative 
doesn't always pay off. Like, so when I started my portfolio, <clears throat> I just bought a lot of like one and two bedroom units. Same thing, really low deposit. You buy a house with like, you know, you know, yeah. 20 or $30,000. And, you know, at the time I was all G'd up thinking how smart I was. But now I look at you, right? And, and you bought like, and I know 500 squares isn't massive, but I've got body corporates. I've got all that extra yeah. shit. I've got aging rental properties. Whereas, you know, you want to knock yours down, have at it. You know, yep. slap two townies on it, off you go. Whereas I like, I've really pigeonholed myself with those first couple additions to the portfolio. So I think like um, just spending more time talking to different people, hearing different people's ideas and, and, and having a crack, but obviously just surrounding yourself with other people having a go. So, mate, to, we've, we've run out of time, but to wrap it up, I guess, what, what are some um, things that maybe you regret or you could have done differently or, um, yeah, you'd, you'd like to see other people avoid making that mistake? Uh, a few things that you probably would have done differently. I probably would have tried to learn a bit more earlier on before I sort of put my toes in the water. Like I understand people have got to get in when they can, but there is a lot of information out there now between podcasts, books, you know, all that stuff, internet. You've got um, different websites that you can search vacancy rates for different areas, yep. everything like that. You've got everything on hand. So it's just a matter of time and just sort of – if you're willing to put a lot of time into it, yeah. you don't necessarily have to buy the expensive courses to figure it all out. Like, yeah. you know, just like a podcast like yourself, yeah. you sort of gain good knowledge and stuff like that. And through talking to people that have done it, yeah. that makes a massive difference. What would you have, are there different suburbs, like you said about the land size that you would have bought, but like, is there anything else that you would have targeted that you wish you had of? Uh, are there any properties that you saw that you wish you had bought? Um. Yes and no. Probably no because you just buy it. You see it, you buy it. <laughs> yeah, like at the time you sort of you can only buy what you can buy and yeah. the bank will tell you X amount and you sort of, as you said, you don't want to overdo it that you're sort of stressing about yeah. it. But you sort of want to be within that gap that you're happy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just sort of how we had to do it then and you sort of look back now and you think, oh, well, I've I've had a lucky run with it so far. Yeah. I think you make your own own luck, though. Like, and even with all this stuff that's going on, you know, everyone's, um, yeah, there'll be stories of people that haven't done well that are coming up on the podcast as well. Um, but I think you make your own luck, and you and yours, your story, as I said, I think yours just comes down to having a crack and being motivated and being competitive. Yeah, um, it's a good story. So, what's what's next for you? Like, um, what what would you like to see add to your portfolio? Um, obviously, the future house. That's a big one. Whether where whether <coughs> I do got to sell down some of the portfolio, but obviously at the minute I'm just sort of sitting on the sidelines to see what goes on. Yeah, I'm sort of lucky that I did buy the properties when I did, and I've sort of been smart that you know my my cash flow is still fairly high at the minute. Yeah, um, even f- with like yeah, I've yep. had a few loans that have just dropped off for the last couple of months, and, and you've still got cash flow. Yeah, and I've yep. got another few that will be end of October, so I should roughly still be around that four five hundred yep. a week cash flow. Yeah, which will keep me going, which will you know help me to be able to hold them and yep. pay for all the rates and all the utilities. I guess when, when's the point where enough's enough? You know what I mean, and and it is time to start looking after yourself. Yeah, well like, that's, yeah. Do you feel like it's now? I feel like it is. I thought, you know, at the start of COVID, I think... How old are you now? 28. Yeah. So I was sort of hoping that, you know, I'd be able to get that one and then slow down. Yeah. But obviously COVID 
Banning grind. But also, it's, a, it's also addictive, though. I reckon, isn't it? Yeah, and it I love Gene is. Yup. Like every yeah, time I is. see you buy something new, I give you shit on social media, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, Slumlord. Yeah. Like you know, we, we get that a lot. Obviously, being an investor and that. So, but as I said, man, it's been um pretty cool watching your story and watching what you're doing. And um, thanks for not asking too many questions and just coming on the podcast and just chewing uh, the fat. And, yeah, and seeing what happens. But chat and hopefully like they someone get something out of it. That's it. I, I, like I said, I really think. This, there'll be an episode for everyone but I think this one's really about like young crew that want to get a start and maybe think that it's impossible because you need a huge income or whatever and I think like you know 150 is nothing to sneeze at but yeah as you said your first one you're on 70 yep. 90 just so on and so on but yeah just like having a crack yep. so mate thank you so much for uh, for joining no worries thank you. cheers <laughs>